Hello. Oh, he's horning in on my hello. And welcome to actually best choice movies. It's a movie podcast where we talk about movies. We talk about good movies. We try not to talk about bad movies, but every once in a while it happens. What can we say? It just happens. We recognize that good is subjective and that some good is not our good, but we like <laughs> what good is as a genre. The genre that is actually, of good. I was going to disagree with you and be difficult, but that is actually a very good description. It's the genre of good. A prestige picture. Prestige, not always prestige pictures exactly, but like good yeah, i'm making quotation marks. marketing they're trying to get that oscar or that golden glow yeah if you would see an ad for it in the new yorker a gotham you know, award a gotham an, award an independent a new spirit. york film cr- critics circle award the santa barbara film festival it would be accepted at the palm <laughs> springs film festival uh yeah i also um, like the Berlin Film Festival. I think that's the a Berlin, great. Berlin. I like uh, the Silver Bear. They get Golden Bear. Those are the, those awards. The Silver and Golden Bear. Yeah. Um. They just stop there. No Bronze Bear. Uh. I, th- I think they only give the top two movies to films. I mean, that's right. We all know Bronze is not a real award. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> nobody's um, ever felt good about it. I mean, I've, that's having said that. Of course, if I won a Bronze Medal in the Olympics, I would bring it out like every single time someone came over to my house. Oh sure, I would love to meet a Bronze Medalist. I would l- actually also love to meet a Bronze Medalist because yeah. I bet they would be like very down to earth, but also they achieve something oh, like, yeah. really great. Amazing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this week on the show, it's 420 adjacent, so we're going to be talking about two uh, upscale, highbrow, in the genre of good, stoner classics. Uh, that's two movies, as usual, one new movie, as usual. That's uh, Beach Bum from director Harmony Korine, just came out this year. And the second one is just a little bit older, it's Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping from 2016. This is the new canon of stoner films. <laughs> exactly. Like, with the before we get deep into it like this harmony Korine one as soon as you see that preview if you if you're aware of it that one is smoked and dank man like, oh yeah that is just like you know that's a stoner film already for sure and then uh pop star never stop never stopping is just such an underrated movie it's a new classic i think people are starting to discover it more as uh, people like us keep talking about it yeah and tell exactly. it's genius uh and celebrate 420 with uh this movie there's uh there's a wonderful amount of things in it that we'll get into. There are so many jokes in it. It's like watching an episode of like The Simpsons or 30 Rock that's like two full hours long, and it's much better than The Simpsons movie, <laughs> I would say. Yes, um, much better than The oh Simpsons Oh, yeah, movie. by like a million percent. But I just mean that it's a stoner movie in that there are so many jokes, and they happen so fast, mm-hmm. and there's like visual things happening. Uh, anyway, we'll get into it. Uh, that's all this week on Actually Best Choice Movies. <laughs> But before we get to any of that, let's have a brief, a truncated discussion of what we've been up to this last two weeks, actually. A baby elephant. Uh, what, what have you been up to, Cowboy? Uh, well, uh saw some movies in the theater last week. Uh, I think some we'll be talking about in the future, such as uh, Her Smell, mm. uh, such as... Um, mm. Well, I'll talk about this one. I saw High Life as well. Oh, yeah. Which I Claire think Denis I'm going to see that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, Claire Denis has always been a director that... Uh, I've seen maybe like four of her movies, which is probably around like 10% of her output. Wow. I don't know. She probably has like... She has 40 movies? No, I'm probably... It's probably <laughs> around 20. So it's like around... What is that? 20%. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. I'm confused. But she's great. Uh, but I always feel intimidated by her movies. I think uh, I think I say is not my tempo. They are uh, a little slow for my liking. And uh, the way she doles out information is, is really smart and... Uh, I love it, but also just, again, not 100% my tempo. 
And this is her first English language film. Oh, is it really? Robert Pat, uh, who's great in this movie. Um, and yeah, I didn't. There's things about it I didn't like, but also um, I just needed to shut up and be like, well, there's some <laughs> things that I couldn't imagine and I got to see. And like the way she just creates a universe and like writes her own type of science fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, one of our great o- o- auteurs, auteurs, Claire Dennis. Claire uh, oh, she did White Material. White Material, amazing oh, yeah. movie. Okay. Um, uh, 35 Shots of Rum, uh, Beau Travail. Those mm-hmm. are the ones I've seen. Those are amazing. Um, um, but I, I would also love to see this movie. I, I have not seen it. No, I, I wanted to seem like i knew a lot about claire denis i really don't oh yeah um, i mean i've seen white material but i think i did fall asleep while i was oh, watching i like it. white material a lot yeah and i love isabelle upper like yeah you know julia benoche is in this one actually when i was reading about it today it was originally supposed to be patricia arquette not julia Benoche. but interesting patricia arquette had a schedule conflict and they <laughs> really had to change the character uh because yeah i'm sure right it's that's like you, a totally different work, energy yeah. of a person right totally um, I would like to see this too. Um, maybe we will talk about it in the future. Perhaps, um, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Um, I last week I think went to the one night only that the man who killed Don Quixote was playing in Ooh, theaters. Yes. Uh, that was very interesting. Good uh, for you. Saw it with a friend of ours, our mutual friend, and he did not like it very much. Uh, I have to say, which is weird because he is the one that like told me it was happening and made us buy tickets. Oh yeah. But then for, was expecting something different. I I don't know. Um, so this is this Terry Gilliam version of Don Quixote. A and... movie Terry Gilliam has been trying to make since uh, the n- early 90s. So this yeah. is a, a, a feat that it, it's weird that it's one day in the theater. But yeah, good they... for him that are actually getting it in the theater. <laughs> they say it's 25 years in the making. So I guess is that how long he's been working on it? Yeah, it there was like a, longer a, than that. There was a documentary that um, it came lost, out like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, over at 10 least. years ago. Yeah. yeah. And but somehow he has made a version of this movie uh, starring Adam Driver, where it's about what else a film director trying to make a movie version of Don Quixote and like completely going insane. Uh, Jonathan Price is in it playing mm-hmm. a man who thinks he is Don Quixote. Um, great casting, great casting. He's very good in it. I am Don Quixote. Um, but like all things considered, it was shockingly coherent. Like. Given that it's taken 25 years to make, given that it's Terry Gilliam, given that he's written like God knows how many versions of this script, uh-huh. it was like very straightforward. It had like identifiable act breaks and like building action and and had kind of a like a traditional ending. Um, well, we're literally, I think it literally ends with them riding off into the sunset. It's like, nothing like any Terry Gilliam movie. I know it's really weird. Yeah, like, I mean, did he like have someone else write it? I, I have no idea. He got so financed so, so much that he had to just answer to everybody else, and he just had to make the most pleasing movie. Possible. I will say, the villain in the movie is the financer of the movie. That really? is the villain. That's yes. very funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was great, and I don't know why it was in theaters for one night only. I know it was that's like, really weird. Uh, I, I think any Terry Gilliam movie can just be picked up by like uh, a like a one week yeah, like one no- week run at any art house cinema netflix didn't want to do this buy this movie or amazon yeah. like come on hulu you gotta uh, step hulu? up your game yeah. like, uh what else is there CISO? come on CISO, um fubo tv <laughs> um uh cbs all access uh, disney minus disney now it's caleb that's what you call the play on words because that's not really the it's name their underground one for uh <laughs> for uh anti-corporate movies it's like the criterion channel of disney is that oh, right? yeah criterion channel should have original stuff um, no they shouldn't that's not their thing they you know they will they always do that's <laughs> yeah. the problem they had last well, time if they have actually people like talking head stuff like uh i like uh, ben mankowitz on amc when he talks about things that's what they did on that other streaming service they had but i, uh, I don't think anybody ever watched yeah. it yeah film struck went that way pretty quick yeah, I mean, uh, this is what's going to happen to the Criterion channel, too, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, it has even fewer yeah, I, people I, subscribing. I, 
uh, was very interested at first, and I didn't end up subscribing just because I have way too many movie subscription stuff already. Well, I'll tell you the weird thing that happened to me is I subscribed on like the first day they announced uh-huh. it, but they don't ask you to pay for it. Yeah, and they just keep just sending me now. free movies, and yeah, I, I still have not paid them any mm-hmm. money to this day. Yeah, I think the uh, it kicks in very soon, the, the actual payment. I uh, didn't watch any of those free movies that they've been doing. Uh, no. uh, did I, there's you? some good stuff. Well, the first one was Mikey and Nikki, which I like a lot. Okay. And that's probably why I didn't like keep up with it. It's like, <laughs> oh, I've seen Mikey and Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, Jonathan Price is supposed to have a good year upcoming. He's he's going to play a pope. He's going to be the pope. Ooh, in the Jude Law series? No, the there's pope? a movie coming out called, I think it's just called The Pope. The Good Pope? Is it about uh, our current cool pope? No, no, no. It's about an older pope. Is it called Actually, the... I don't know, actually. Some of the uh, early Oscar buzz, which is very tiny, and this is April. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're like 10 months away. They're like, ooh, we loved him as the high sparrow in Game of Thrones. I bet he's going to crush it as the Pope. He was great in Listen Up, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him as a man who thinks there he's are Don people, Quixote. I mean, we love him. And I mean, I love him too, yeah. There's people like us, very small in the... Uh, pants? Four, very small in the pants? No, very, I would say? say in the academy. Like 4% of the academy is cool. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We'll like tell all the like okay those cool kids like the favorite we'll get this one for him yeah yeah no I, I the people like Jonathan Price because he's like from the eighties like he was oh, yeah. in you know whatever like Madam Butterfly uh, or what's it called um speaking of Terry Gilliam was he in Brazil yeah he was yeah. in Brazil yeah yeah course, exactly yeah. yeah yeah Brazil's amazing um but so do you want to move on to these uh, films we're gonna no, talk I'm about? gonna talk about Brazil <laughs> I've got Stone to Brazil that's our, our that's, segue yeah I mean that is true okay uh, I have not I don't think I just watched it when I was so it was so late at night I still I, have like, my VHS copy of it of Brazil really yeah. that's cool i don't know that i've ever watched it all the way to the oh, end oh man i love it i think i did once and i was like this is the movie everybody's crazy about like <laughs> this i didn't think this that, is it when i first heard that because it was like on like afi list always on the, near the top of yeah. lists uh and I saw that and then i remember just like thinking about like yeah that is really weird and then watching <laughs> again and like practical effects and i mean uh, the casting of de niro in a small role and then yeah uh my man michael palin just killing it in that that's true uh, thing. Oh. yeah so I think it's one of those movies where, like, you had to be kind of an alternative, like, 25-year-old in the exact year <laughs> that it came out, like, living in the culture oh, that probably, existed, yeah. and then it was, like, amazing. Like, the other movie I think of like that is uh, Repo Men. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like I don't Repo think Man. it's very good. No, it's not very good. My older brother, who I respect, like, immensely, who's, like, 50 years old, will swear to you that it's the best movie of all time. <laughs> Emilio know? still gets, like, good burn. Like, that's his, like, most... Uh, yeah, Repo Man. Like... It's not very good. It doesn't make any sense. Credential movie. It's very boring. Yeah. You can't understand what anyone's talking about <laughs> at all, ever. Um, so the first movie we're going to talk about this week is Beach Bum. It's the new movie from director Harmony Korine. It's his fifth movie, really, although I think he has like 30 IMDb director credits, but sure, most yeah. of them are ridiculous things. Is that the motherfucking moon dog? Moon dog. Moon dog. Now you look like shit. Yeah, I look like I always look. <laughs> It's the story of Moondog, a poet played by Matthew McConaughey, who's literally washed up on the huge billboards for this movie we have here in Brooklyn, belly up on the beach like a beached whale crammed into a bright yellow matching Hawaiian shirt and shorts uh, and scraggly blonde hair falling down around him. Um, like Kareen's last film, 2013's Spring Breakers, it's set in the upscale underbelly of Florida, which is apparently like also where Harmony Kareen has actually been living <laughs> for the six years since uh, Spring Breakers came out. Uh, Moondog is, uh, he kind of 
floats through a lyrical exploration of what Harmony Green calls Cosmic America. Uh, he meets all kinds of stoners, man. Um, there's Snoop Dogg, who's playing a version of himself. Zac Efron as a version of, uh, what's his face from Spring Breakers? James, Alien. James oh, Franco yeah. from yeah. Spring Breakers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jimmy Buffett as literally himself. Martin Lawrence as a very bad captain of a snorkeling boat, which I think that's what that boat was for. I kind of forget. Dolphin. Dolphin. It was for, dolphin but was it to swim with the dolphins or was it just to it go was to swim with the dolphins? Okay. It was dolphin tours. Dolphin tours, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's just like a lot of sunsets and weed and car crashes and robberies, uh, which isn't to say, so Harmony Korine's famous for really lyrical movies. This one actually has kind of a straightforward mm-hmm. plot. Um, and the movie sees Moondog, who again, his character is a rich and famous poet and who he eventually writes a book during the course of the movie. Um, which, you know, I'll let you guess whether or not it's successful. Um, Caleb, what did you think about this movie? My initial thought after seeing it was, oh, a stoner movie ate another stoner movie. (laughs) This movie is just reeks of weed. Like, I'm really glad I got high before I went into this theater. Yes. Um, I saw it at Nighthawk, and I got to eat. I got (sighs) sausage and biscuits. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I would say the thing that makes this movie a stoner movie, uh, and it's something that Harmony Korine talks about in this fantastic GQ article, is the way that it's kind of like lyrical. None of the scenes really go together, and uh, he claims that it, the movie does this thing, which I did not notice, but I'm sure he's right, where like they shot the same conversation in like 10 different locations, and he would just kind of cut between sure. the same like in the same scene conversation but cut to a different location like randomly uh for with no explanation there were a ton of montages in this movie and yeah it, like and there is literally like a giant like weed plant that's oh, snoop dogg he's playing so this much rapper weed. Yeah, he's uh, playing a rapper named lingerie there's a pilot with glaucoma who's 98 percent blind and has just the hugest joint on him the whole <laughs> yeah it's pretty ridiculous <laughs> there's so much weed stuff uh i loved all the weed stuff in it uh, it's a very like in, in the interviews i've read with harmony he just talks about how yeah i just wanted to make a comedy movie yeah here's a quote from that gq piece uh harmony kareen talking about it the movie itself feels a little stoned he says uh not that the visuals are trying to replicate drugs in any way it's more just the way the smoke kind of goes through uh with the edit with the structure of the film i wanted it to feel like weed smoke wafting Mm -hmm. but then again the other thing about harmony kareen is he famously just is like completely full of shit all the time Mm -hmm. like during this interview he's literally wearing uh, baseball cleats and like tap dancing in his office, which is inside of like an unused part of a mall in South Florida somewhere. He's very uh, much an abrasive personality. <laughs> uh, like I was always a fan of any Letterman interview. I just love David sure, Letterman. Like, yeah. But his famous for he was 19 years old when he first won Letterman for kids. Yeah, right. Uh, and he said he wanted to write a sequel to Caddyshack. <laughs> Which is just like, dude, come on, what the fuck? He's just always fucking with everybody yeah. at every second mm-hmm. of the day. It's like impossible. It must, it must be exhausting to have a conversation with him. But mm. I've been a fan of his work like forever. Yeah. We talked about Gummo before. Yeah. Um. So the interesting thing that's been going on with Harmony Kareen is like he made these kind of insane movies that are extremely lyrical, where they literally don't. There's not really a story. The no, scenes yeah. just the scenes evoke a mood. It's poetic. Um, and then he sort of had a nervous breakdown and tried to make a movie where he fought strangers on the street, which supposedly vanished in a house fire. But like, who knows if that's true or not? 
And uh, then he made this movie, Mr. Lonely, which is like a pretty small, nice movie where I think yeah, it's I Diego think Luna, right? Diego Luna, plays um, Samantha Mike, Morton. Yeah, my Diego Luna plays a Michael Jackson impersonator who goes out to like an island of impersonators. Yeah. Uh, it's great. It's it's a really great movie. I think it might be his best movie. Uh, his best like straightforward movie. Yeah, I'd say one or two on a, if on a list of Tom McCurran <laughs> movies. And then he makes Spring Breakers, which is this like most turned popular out movie. To, most popular movie by yeah. far. Five million it's, budget, five million dollars budget. And it made, made like 30, 30, close to 30. Yeah, It made like 30, almost 32 yeah, so million. So like six times his budget. Yeah, and it was like, James Franco's in it, and it's got like a bunch of, you know, he describes it as like Disney stars in bikinis, mm-hmm. like and plus his wife, I guess, yeah. is one of them too. And like, it's just like, they wear pink ski masks and hold AK-47s and sing Britney Spears songs underneath the sunset. Like, I think it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> but it is also like very pop, and it was super, super popular. And so then there's like this gap, right, of six or seven years. Yeah, seven where, years ago. Yeah, it was like, 2012. didn't fucking Crazy. do anything. Um, one thing I think is really poignant about the movie um, is that so in the text of the movie Moondog, who is basically Harmony Korean, like this is the life he's been. Oh living. yeah, I was gonna say that. Like, well, I think so. What I think is like this is the life he's been living basically mm-hmm. in Florida is like just getting fucked up and hanging out with weirdos. And uh, and it, what I think is very poignant about it is textually in the movie leading that kind of lifestyle leads Moondog to write a book which is extremely critically acclaimed. But leading that lifestyle for Harmony Kareen, I think, has led him to make a movie that's, like, not his best movie. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's so poignant to see somebody write a movie about their own life and be like, and then I really succeeded. Mm-hmm. And you're watching the thing that is, like, not them really succeeding. I would describe Moondog as a very self-indulgent person. Yeah. Uh, very hedonistic and also kind of disgusting and um, living in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's impossible to even, like at some point I was talking to Catherine, my wife, I think about this, and I said, this movie is like stoner big fish. Like it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of insane bullshit that's like not really connected, but it's like, here's a portrait of this character, you know? Yeah, it just, uh, your through line is just you're following Moondog around, and he just yeah. really just latches on from character to character, and there is a lot of good uh, character support. I thought uh, Isla Fisher yeah, uh, who's sure, not used great. enough in movies. Yeah, uh, she's great. Yeah, she's very fun in this movie. Uh, though I gotta give it up for uh, Legend of the Game, Martin Lawrence. Oh, he's so good. Now I gotta feed my coke addicted parrot. Yeah, yeah, set him up. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, he plays the captain. That Even though his about. segment is kind of the stupidest. Oh, segment. it's it's uh, silly. It's uh, close to. Uh, like a dumb if it's stoner comedy this is like the most stonery comedy part of it yeah he's like a he's a captain of a dolphin uh tours boat and but then guess what guys it's they're not dolphins they're sharks great stuff uh and McConaughey himself in this entire movie, like he's really riffing on, not necessarily riffing, but like deepening the McConaughey yeah. Yeah. persona to such a like a incredible degree uh like to be this stoned this time <laughs> uh it's almost it's a very uh underrated physical performance in that regard <laughs> in that he's just like always teetering like like walking around like a baby about to fall down you know how it... <laughs> yeah he does have like a crazy physicality in the movie because he's got this long blonde hair that's like bleached but it's like way way grown out mm-hmm. and it's really long like the middle of his back and he's always dressed insanely oh yeah the, the way he movie. wears his clothes is an affectation of the character and he just seems to like kind of like blunder around mm-hmm. into things like he just yeah uh usually a... success even the way he always, like sits you know. down uh, like at his typewriter is always kind of weird <laughs> or the way he sits in the boat. So a lot, a, 
it's more than once he makes an escape in a very tiny uh, like a boat with boat, like, like a like an dinghy outboard. boat with like his name written on it yeah, and it's got a little like outboard engine the first time they did that I they played uh, like a French accordion music I'm like what <laughs> is this goddamn movie and he sits so far in the back of the boat that the front of it is like sticking straight up in the air and he's just kind of like going whoo-hoo boy <laughs> can't believe I got out of another sticky situation <laughs> yeah he just ramble ambles on into other things um yeah, there's a lot of good actors in it. Uh, Jonah Hill doing some Jonah bog, Hill, yeah. Boghorn Leghorn voice. Oh, God, this is really bad. You can definitely feel in a lot of the scenes that people are just like, right before the camera started, they went, okay, so just like do whatever. <laughs> you know? And uh, also, like, yeah, just, you know, fuck. Yeah, a lot of Key West people probably just being like, you're the movie, you're a movie star here. Okay. It is funny. So oh, this is what I was going to say a minute ago. It's funny to watch uh, Matthew McConaughey with both the actors who are famous actors who are being forced to do a little improv which obviously they're like not 100 percent comfortable mm-hmm. with and the regular key west people who are very comfortable until they start like being self-aware for a second <laughs> and i felt like he had this way with both of them where he would sort of like seed the spotlight to them where he w- but he would kind of do it in like an active way like he would go like uh-huh okay go on man <laughs> right? but something about that would make people they would go like oh shit matthew mcconaughey is watching me and they would get really nervous and like stop doing whatever they were yeah doing. i wonder how uh full Daniel Day-Lewis he was on set hopefully I don't oh know Hope, I think there's probably some laws you can't be stoned at work but I don't know I don't yeah, know about that knows? in Florida I mean come in, on it's Florida yeah um, <laughs> I did love the way this movie was shot uh, uh, Benoit Dubay I think is his name Dubay Benoit is his first name let's just call him by his first name uh, but he's um, the cinematographer for I think every single one of Gaspar Noe's uh, movies oh really oh, yeah cool. so it's like that Sunday but he also did Spring Breakers um, and he also did, of course, everyone's favorite video, "Bitch Better Have My Money." Huh. Uh, yes. But yeah, just uh, this movie's a lot of colors. It felt like it was oh, per- perpetually sunset, even though it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it is. You know, I grew up in South Florida, yeah. and you know, it does really capture something about South Florida that's very real, which is that like just the way the sky can be like electric over mm-hmm. you sometimes. Um, and it, it is so beautiful that like people don't put a lot of effort into like making the like buildings or the environment beautiful, you know, because <laughs> it's just kind of like, well, isn't this, what, this isn't enough for you? Like, come on, don't be a dick. Oh yeah. Uh, there's like, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of montage of this movie. There's like, uh, there's a snake on a bongo cut to like, Oh my God, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Him over the water on just a net, uh, catching a boot with a thing. There's just so, a lot of cool, like visual stuff. One of my main criticisms of the movie, and I will just say like, so I'm a huge Harmony Korine fan. This was not my favorite of his movies. It's kind of grown on me since I saw it. I was like kind of having like a negative reaction to it when I first watched it. Um, but I've, I've been getting more into it as time has passed, but, um, one of my main problems with it is that it has like too much plot. There's like for especially for Harmony Korine because he's not a guy. He's somebody who's older than you and I, and he's mm-hmm. made many many movies. But like he doesn't make movies that have like a really straight ahead yeah. plot, plot. And you can see him not really knowing how to do it. You know, it's like it's the movie is just kind of like this lyrical bunch of crap. Yeah. And then somebody walks in and goes, "Moon Dog, you gotta write a book by next week." And then they walk away. And then he's like, "Oh shit, man, I gotta write a book now." Yeah, there, um, I would say there was a lot of that. Like one minute he's homeless, and then like, oh wait, he's just fine for the rest of the movie. Yeah, I know, right? Um, that is true of uh, like most comedies don't have a lot of plot. I mean, sure, sure. Uh, and this does. Uh, and it does. It, it has too much plot. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Uh, so it's like you're. Uh, 
trying to make a too smart of a comedy, which usually those are like we consider call those uh, black comedies. See, no, what or I, like, the way I felt about it more was him like uh, after having made this hugely successful movie, and now he's got all these movie stars in his next movie. I felt like I, it was him panicking that he felt like he couldn't. He couldn't make the kind of movie that he had been making his whole career for whatever money or expectations mm. reasons. Like he felt he had to make a movie that like made sense, quote unquote. Sure. He had Matthew McConaughey. He had to just work with him uh, to be Matthew McConaughey. In that <laughs> sense, it works. It's kind of it's an experimental comedy. It's hard. To, it is a comedy movie, but it's also hard to say it's a comedy. Yeah. Uh, there. It is. It's his most expensive movie, which is kind of weird. Mm. Uh, yeah, right. uh, I, th- I read there was like over, uh, th- uh, I think over a hundred locations. I think I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I read that uh, too. Yeah, three hundred locations. I did write it down. Yeah, over three hundred locations, yeah. and it makes sense. He does uh, locations can be just like down the street. Give me a uh, lucky lotto and a cigar, would you? Sure. You don't sell acid, dude. No, that's too bad, man. Uh... As a comedy. Uh, it's hardly a comedy, but as a movie, it's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, and that's where the stonerness comes to it. Into it, um, I think I uh, my criteria for stoner movie, and this nails it so hard. Um, a shaggy plot, uh, not too much going on. Like this is the plot is he has to write a book, weed obviously, uh, and that is bountiful in this movie. Uh, Although the, I almost felt like it was too much the way they attacked the weed stuff in the movie because it, it has was like, to be. It had to be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Dog. I mean, there's iconic weed stuff in this movie. There's a scene where he uh, just starts walking, ends up in a pool, has to lift the <laughs> joint over his, his head, yeah, 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 smokes it over the water. That's iconic <laughs> weed shit right there. I've mentioned the pilot. Oh, there's a scene with Snoop Dogg's. I in was this thinking movie. more of the Snoop Dogg thing with the giant weed yeah. plant that he like brings in from yeah. Jamaica. I mean, Snoop Dogg's and... in this movie, they smoke a ton of weed. He has an epic bowl of cereal at one point. <laughs> I was like, that's the coolest thing. I mean, Jimmy Buffett yeah, is him in and the Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy yeah. Buffett, also a known stoner, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the third thing uh, that stoner movies have, and this is what separates good stoner movies from others, is... Uh, Separates the stems from the seeds, sure. Caleb, what'd you say? Uh, yeah. the, the devil is in, in the details. Uh, and that, usually that's why a lot of stoner movies are comedies. Like, the details are the jokes. Yeah. Those are like, elevated to... Uh, but also, like, uh, with this movie, uh, like, the cinematography, that's the details of it. It just elevates it to, like, this grandiose instant stoner classic. Like, there's no way this is not a stoner classic. Oh well, it's interesting because it is, like, when you're really high watching a movie, it, it's kind of like what you are just saying. You you pay really close attention to, like, uh, some details, but mm-hmm. the, how they fit together, like, doesn't fucking matter oh, no, at uh, all. Like, never, you don't at all care about never that. Never watch a Cheech and Chong movie unstoned. Like, I love <laughs> Cheech and Chong movies. I've seen, I see, I don't. I don't think they're very good. I, think they're, I don't think they're good. I think they're wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's so start, boring. It's start so with boring. Nice Dreams, man. Uh, nice Dreams is so good. Uh Next movie is crazy. Uh, I could get. I could talk about Cheech Chong a lot. Uh, Up in smoke. Who is, is it? It's like Fred's not here, man. Dave's, David's Dave, not here is Dave's so funny. Not here, man. Do you ever actually sit down and I listen have. to that? It's good. It's That's so like the good. best thing they've ever done. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's I, like the only thing I could remember because it's Corsican the best thing. Brothers is a ridiculous movie. I've oh. seen one of those because this is, they used to show them on Comedy Central. So they showed those in the heavily, heavily edited on Comedy Central. Yeah, so I used to watch them when I was twelve years old, heavily edited. So I know everything about Cheech and Chong. Uh, I got into them uh, like around 22, 23. I got some albums to listen to. Uh, yeah, they kind of set the bar, which 
a lot of people have jumped over and passed. <laughs> but first order, but they movies, did set yeah, it. They yeah. did set it. Yeah. They did set a, a bar of its time. <laughs> and they're also in uh, After Hours from Martin Scorsese. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that, Caleb. Thank you very much. That's Beach Bum. I mean, you know, I thought it was pretty great, uh, yeah. but not my favorite, but also pretty great. Uh, what is your favorite Harmony Curran movie? If we're talking about Harmony Curran movies. Well, you know what the thing. So I had this thought when I was watching the film, which was. Um, his last couple of big movies have been showcases for big actors. Sure. So you could go back to Julian Donkey Boy when you've got uh, uh, Werner Herzog, who does, does these amazing monologues. Uh, and it, that's part of the reason to watch the film is to listen to Werner Herzog do his thing. He's giving a weird monologue about a parrot competition from the 50s or something yeah i would need to rewatch Julian Dunk it's such great a good movie uh, and then diego luna and mr lonely mm-hmm. although that's kind of like a small scale kind of movie uh and then obviously james franco in spring breakers yeah i would say those are his top three movies and then but so watching this movie i was like i don't know that matthew mcconaughey is as good at starring in a harmony kareem movie as those other people yeah you know he's because, good at being this character like i could see this character being pawned off on someone yeah, or Matthew McConaughey even directing himself. But the, you know, well, it's weird. It's weird because it's like it's like this is his brand, but it's like past the level where he's at. It's like it's like when I was a kid in high school, everybody thought I was the smartest kid in school. But then I would go <laughs> to like like a camp for smart kids, and I was only like the you know the fifteenth smartest oh. kid. So it's like it's like this is Matthew McConaughey's brand, but then he's entered into this whole other Harmony Korean universe where he's like, Oh, actually maybe this is too much for yeah. me, man. He's a small part. Like if, uh, if any Harmony Korean character, you'd have to compare him to James Franco's alien. Yeah. I mean, it's an uh, amazing work of art. Yeah. yeah. But I, he did have to carry this movie, Matthew McConaughey, which for sure, uh, he does, he does, he does carry he does, it, but yeah. that also necessitates that it's not maybe that good too, <laughs> <laughs> because like, when he carries it, there's like other people coming on who do like fine. Yeah. Uh, that is just, Oh cool. Now move on. Like, is that <laughs> ca- like, I, ne- I liked that. I, people have I, said I've in reviews, liked... they don't like that. Zac no, Efron I don't. Part. I, I liked that. I, Zac I, did Efron not, part. I did not. I liked I his, he was I liked really his good. Uh, Panini inspired beard. So Zach Efron in the film, Zach Efron plays a guy that at some point, Moondog gets his sentenced. Name's Flicker. At some point, Moondog gets sentenced to go to rehab and he meets Zac Efron on rehab and they break out together, which has zero consequences, by the way. Yeah. And um, yeah, they like rob a guy in a wheelchair and go to a carnival. Yeah. They that... rob someone. His name's Flicker. His dad's a preacher. They play <laughs> basketball. Things I love, but he never oh, yeah. outshines actually the actual writing. I've never liked Zac Efron in a movie. I usually love most actors. I've never enjoyed. <laughs> that is true. You Zac... do love most actors. I've never enjoyed anything Zac. Efron's I like Zac Efron. I think partially because he looks like my cousin, kind of, and I, it just makes me have an affection. <laughs> that's towards a great him. reason. Anyway, that's Beach Bum. Uh, shall we move on to this next film? Let's move on to Fantastic Pop Star. Never stop, never stopping. Ever since I was born, I was dope. Popstar is the feature-length opus from The Lonely Island. It's co-directed by Akiva Nyorma with a leading turn from Dear Andy. Uh, it is a mockumentary styled close to the uh, modern all-access doc, such as Katy Perry's Part of Me or uh, Justin Bieber's Never Say Never. That's where Never Stop, Never Stopping comes in. Uh, it's riffing on those films' self-indulgence and uh, the vacuity of uh, their celebrity. Uh, the Lonely Island proved to be more than up to the task of this parody they create characters a world uh, amazing soundtrack so jam-packed with all these jokes and subtleties within these jokes 
that pop star reveals it's a genius after multiple, multiple viewings. If I could go into my stoner verifieds again, <laughs> uh, shaggy, amiable plot. Uh, it's a very familiar plot. It's about famous people. It's a music movie. The devil's in the details. Tons of jokes. Tons, tons of jokes. Is there weed in this movie? Hell yeah, there's weed in this movie. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. It comes towards the end. But yeah, uh, it's a modern comedy masterpiece. They don't make movies like this anymore. I Very sadly, this movie only made like $5 million off the $10 million budget. Uh, it's now getting discovered because people like me always talk about it. We actually just watched part of it before we did. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was like immediately magnetic. I, I had been watching it before the show and Caleb came in. Well, it was like the last 20 minutes and he just like wordlessly Sucked sat it, down yeah. and we, so did I. And then we just watched the last yeah. 20 minutes of the movie. It was like fantastic. So there's so many, uh, just a movie we could just like, uh, Caddyshack where you just say sentences from it and Wet Hot American Summer is like that. Uh, I would say it's a similar vibe, uh, cause it's a parody movie, uh, sure. like, uh, Blazing Saddles, Airplane, Wet Hot, Gruber. And especially though, uh, Walk Hard and This Is Spinal Tap. I love parody movies. I think all those movies are amazing and smart. I think Airplane is like the one of the, I would say a top three movie of all time. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. <laughs> it's also one of the times I can remember watching a movie with my dad and watching him like almost suffocate yeah. with laughter, like yeah. like literally crying. So you good. know, yeah. Uh, I remember watching even the Today Show once because they had a Airplane reunion. <laughs> this was like uh, only like two or three years ago. <laughs> and seeing Al Roker being like so, just saying every single line and being like, yeah, I would be this exact same person <laughs> around these people. I mean, I still have so much of that movie mm-hmm. memorized. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I have a little running theory about parodies. It's not a theory, it's so much a sentence that I'm going to say. <laughs> Do go on. Uh, You've really like built my anticipation now with that great um, laying the groundwork for it. Yeah, Um well, with parodies, there's hardly plot. They're just a, a vehicle for jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, so a plot in a parody is like a plate at a buffet. So a P and a P is like a P at a B? A plot in a parody is like a plate at a buffet. Yeah, those initials yeah. check out. Um, they're <laughs> a essential- P and a P is like yeah. a P at a B. Yeah. They're essential. Like a plate is essential. You need a plate. But it's not the point. You're not. That's not the point at all. Like if you're trying to concentrate on a plot in a parody, like you're not here here for the wrong reasons. A good plot, a good plate, uh, they can enhance the experience, sure, uh, but they could also distract, like, oh, this is too big of a plate, I have to keep filling up. Mm. Uh, I think that's the problem with, like, the disaster movies, like, they have so much structure that they have to, like, adhere to that, and those movies suck so that's hard. That's true, that's true. Um, but, like, oh, yeah, this movie's shaggier, uh, they could just, like, oh, Connor's upset now, Connor's, uh, yeah, there's a lot they could just throw on this movie, Um a good plot, wait, a plot, not necessarily good. A plot or a plate, uh, they just need to go unheralded. They're just there. They're doing a job. They're just, they're not the star of the show. I mean, okay, <laughs> uh, in a parody, in a parody. In a parody, yeah. Right, yeah, nobody cares about the plot. I mean, I would say in a comedy, generally, nobody, like a true comedy that has a bunch of jokes, you know, not like a Shakespearean comedy where it's like, or even like things Stone, work what out. Stillman makes comedies or even uh, Steven Soderbergh comedies. Yeah, sure. Those, those aren't parodies, though. Those aren't parodies. Yeah, yeah. in a parody, yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree. I'm talking the about plot parody. is not the point. Yeah, um, and also, uh, and this is the secret: uh, they do have to be a plate has to be strong. You don't want a flimsy plate. You don't want a paper sure. plate. And a plot does kind of have to be strong and sturdy for like those to jokes hold to all work those jokes. Of. Yeah, and uh, to bring that back to uh, pop star, uh, there is a very strong through line of emotion based off of the. Lonely Island's experience of and themselves. And it's real. And yeah. it's real. They About really do Andy love each other. how Andy was more su- yeah. uh, successful than them, but also they really are very much 
uh, brothers with each other. Yeah. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. It's that Apatow touch. <laughs> Apatow touch. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I was really surprised watching it again. I mean, I, we, I didn't watch it right when it came out. I watched it a little bit later and I was just completely floored by what an amazing film it is. Like, every joke is so well crafted there's it's like an episode of 30 rock mm-hmm. like there's almost like a joke like a per minute you know and there must be a i mean you talk about 300 locations in <laughs> uh beach bum there must be like a fucking thousand locations sure. in this movie because every two minutes is a different scene which is like a different thing there's like three different award shows mm-hmm. and like f- different farms Even if you and... encounter the talking heads which there's a bunch of celebrity talking heads yeah oh my god the list of celebrities so i just wrote down some of them i mean oh i wrote you've down got, some of them yeah got usher <laughs> Nas, 50 cent ringo star adam levine mariah carey uh who has a great line where about one of his songs which is uh i'm so humble and she goes i'm so humble oh yeah i really connected with that yeah um, i'm the most humble person <laughs> some of these people i don't like but after this movie, I'm like, whoa! I kind of like them now. Yeah, Questlove. Most, uh, no, I was mostly gonna say Adam Levine, who Adam plays, Levine, a, who no, plays yeah. a hologram. He's really stupid. <laughs> it's very funny that he was like very much in the joke. Uh, I had no opinion on DJ Khaled, but he just said a He's whole good. bunch of his catchphrases in it. Oh my god! Wait, that's so why I wrote down this one that he says in the movie, which is really, really good. When you have a catchphrase, the world is catched by your phrase. <laughs> There's so many just like gonna hand it off, like yeah, like you said, Mariah Carey's so line. My man Rizza's in this movie. Uh, oh, sure, yeah. Uh, he says, uh, the bigger they come, the harder they fall. Just like a coconut. It's <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. They make Nas make a reference to The Good Wife, which oh, is like Lord. amazing, yeah. amazing. ASAP Rocky. I just would have loved to have been, like, does actually Nas actually know what The Good Wife is? Do they mm-hmm. have to explain it to him? Or did he not, not even care and he just, like, said whatever they told him to say? Uh, there's also... Um, they have to... Uh, He's like, wait, so this is a show... Wait, explain the plot to me, okay? So <laughs> why doesn't she get divorced from him? Nas has a good comedic timing in this. Yeah, he really does, yeah. yeah. Um, they also have to... Uh, Connor, as he branches out, has to guest on certain songs. One song oh, God. Uh, is with uh, Pink, who... Pink, uh, yeah, very sure. Thing. But the other one is with... Uh, I think her name is Claudine Cantrell. Uh <laughs> Very unheralded performance from Emma Stone. Oh, my uh, God. Great Emma Stone Emma performance. Emma Stone is fantastic The song is called Turn Up the Beef. She's only in it for, like, 20 seconds. <laughs> but she's, like, wearing this full, like, pop star mm-hmm. thing and, like, doing these dances in front of a blue screen. And sings you know? Turn Up the Beef. Turn Up the Beef. Turn Up the Beef. Uh, and then he does his catchphrase verse. Catchphrase verse. Sorry, Dad. Squirrel Jam. Hats. Balance in my check. Patrick Stewart money. <laughs> so many weird, fun things. DJ Ted! Swanky Pups! My, 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 my moped music! Costco samples like a motherfucker! Ooh! Crank up the mids! <laughs> uh, we're saying jokes now, which is a I big, know, we're just saying jokes. It's, it's, this is like a good movie. Get this stoned kind of movie. and just watch it. Um, I saw this movie uh, day one it came out. I remember the people, in, uh, there's these two girls that sat in front of uh, me and Meredith, my wife. Uh, the girl turns to her friend and goes, Now, Keep an open mind when you watch when we watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was so funny. And I was really stoned when I saw it. Oh my god. Uh I only saw it once in theaters, which is not on which is, I, I saw it zero times in theaters. Uh like sometimes when I get like I like going stoned to get movies. I saw this is the end four times in theaters. Oh my god. <laughs> I saw that the ten five times in theaters. Oh my god, Caleb. This is like you have a problem. <laughs> this uh, is not dude, healthy. I love laughing. It's this is great. not healthy behavior. Uh, but then yeah, as, uh, as soon as uh like our friend my friend Catlin, our friend Catlin uh didn't see this movie. He's like, oh cool, I'm gonna uh we're gonna watch this right now. <laughs> so I bought it and Blu-ray and currently uh I lost my Blu-ray copy. Which, this is like a real tragedy. Uh, yeah. 
and it is uh the blu-ray has close to like three hours of uh footage like music videos it's uh, like basically other like songs. uh like 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 the boogie nights dvd like oh. it, does it have like all extended versions of all the scenes and oh stuff it does like that? it yeah. uh, totally pans out the movie uh paula the sarah silverman character has more to do oh and that's who, cool sarah silverman extremely funny person she's great this is she's really good in the movie and as somebody who has worked as a publicist yeah. uh it was great to see myself on screen you know it was great <laughs> she's um, also the only one who would like give connor shit if we're talking about character arcs in these yeah, movies that was pretty good. <laughs> one thing about andy samberg is like he's way more funny than he needs to be given how attractive he is like like this movie you know the 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 premise of the movie is that he's like a pop star, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's Connor for real, and it follows his career, right? This is what the movie's about. And he's like, you know, he's got a bunch of dumb fake tattoos on him and stuff. But the movie requires him to do a lot of like being a pop star and like being in videos or being on red carpets. And like he actually is as attractive as any pop star. And, you know, it made me think of someone who is actually in the movie, Jimmy Fallon, immortalized in his, um, like, I almost ripped my finger off because I was so drunk. Oh, yeah. Because he's got that giant cast on it. Um, Like, you've got Jimmy Fallon out here doing prom king comedy because he's, like, attractive and charming. But, like, Andy Samberg is, like, a million times more attractive and charming than than Jimmy Fallon. But he's out here, like, fucking working, making, like, a joke-filled masterpiece. Uh, He he has a a very underrated career. Well, first of all, he brought him and his friends, these Lonely Island guys who did this movie with, uh, got crazy famous from writing hilarious songs on Saturday Night Live. And he also got some backlash for that because uh, people just want to hate on Saturday Night Live, uh, which is a very true thing. And... Kind of sucks. Cause, I mean, Dick in a Box. Yeah, right? I mean, that's, Dick in a Box. That's not even one of their better ones. They have a lot of good stuff. They're, but they're, I mean, it was like super popular. I know, but they yeah. have they put out albums that are so good. Yeah. Uh, if you've never heard uh, "Dream Girl" by The Lonely Island, oh my gosh, that song is so funny. Well, this is one thing we, Catherine and I, my wife, were saying about the movie is like, not only are the songs hilarious, they're they're extremely well done, but they're like fantastic songs. Yes, <laughs> they're so good. Yeah, go listen to Incredibad, uh, Turtleneck and Chain. Uh, they do so much. Uh, it's them, the Lonely Island guys, not having to answer to Lorne Michaels or right. restrictions on TV. Well, so and this is like this is why it was trending recently on Twitter. Was somebody had tweeted the thing that's not in the movie of uh like fuck you know, off, fuck, fuck, fuck off is the name off. of the song. Oh yeah, uh, so I got the soundtrack uh. Because it was on Spotify, thank God, 2016 when it came out. Uh, <laughs> and that song was on there. I was like, oh my gosh. This, it's like a parody of like, we are the kids in America or just like, youth or is like, forever. just don't understand. Oh yeah, there's, yeah. Um, fuck, there's so many good lines in that song. Uh, fuck off because you're not my dad. <laughs> uh, I think and it says done. elephant cunt in that in, at one point in that song. It's just about telling your teacher off and telling your parents off for telling you to go to your room. Yeah, it's like if your parents want to tell you to go to their room, you look them right in the eyes and you say, Mom and Dad, why don't you just fuck off? Uh, 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 off. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> it's so goddamn it's funny. It's so good. It's like perfect. It's mm-hmm. perfectly done. It could not have been done any better. Uh, I'm going to say it again just so we can play a clip afterwards. Sure. Uh, Dream Girl by The Lonely Island. Amazingly funny song. Uh, features Nora Jones. Um, and uh, it starts off as like a straight ahead joke of like, oh, my dream girl. And they just describe disgusting things. Uh, and then it just turns into a commercial for Chex Mix. <laughs> it's amazing. Your teeth so clean. Could have swore you were British. Never take the Chex Mix because you always get skittish. Open clams with both feet because you're ambidextrous. No point because we know you eat nothing but Chex Mix. So one thing about this movie too, speaking of Nora Jones, you said uh-huh. on, that, on that song, is like, 
we named off all these famous people that are in the movie, and that's not even all of them. There's no. like Seal and Michael Bolton and Weird Al, Weird Al Yankovic. Um, but like this, the movie clearly thought it was going to be successful. Like there's so many famous mar- people. There was a in big it. marketing push for it. There was a big it. marketing push for it. It's just got the energy of a movie that like expects you to love it. And to be frank, is perfect. Why would you not love it? Mm-hmm. But it's so sad that it was like yeah. did not do it that. It got at really all. good reviews too. Uh, yeah, no one really. I think it's just people don't want to see pop star music stuff. Yeah, I guess not. It was the wrong time for yeah. it. I don't know. I no. mean, now that's like the whole this whole show on Comedy Central. The other two is oh, basically yeah. this movie. Yeah, Chase Dreams. Yeah, yeah, Chase Dreams. Connor for real. Very very similar sure, characters. Sure. Uh, I will say, like, as we were talking about uh, Andy and his pursuit doing the work. Yeah, sure. Uh, like, he is an artist of comedy, which is just a thing that doesn't get to exist as much as I would like. I would yeah. say Steve Martin was that person. Will Forte, I think, pursues comedy very much as uh, weird things can happen. Tim and Eric or mm-hmm. other ones. Uh, or even, like, back in the day, Pony, Th- Pony Python. Just appreciated comedy and can expand the world. And Andy works at it uh, with Lonely Island. uh with uh that brooklyn 99 show yeah, sure yeah. Uh, they, they try to like further what comedy can accomplish and that in itself is uh a beautiful thing uh he's also an artist in the sense that he's married to joanna newsom that's so weird <laughs> it's the weirdest thing in the world yeah i mean they're two attractive people who yeah. like to make music i i guess i see it you know it's really cool but um <laughs> it is so weird when you think uh, about that speaking of power couples um akiva and yorma who are both in this movie as the other style boys owen kid contact what up kid contact and <laughs> kid brain do you uh, have like all of the uh, style boy songs memorized no <laughs> <laughs> but, but both of their wives are in this movie mariel heller who we've talked about sure. numerously times on this po- uh on this podcast. numerously times on this podcast we talk about mariel heller. hello welcome to the mariel heller future she's gonna get a she's probably there's there's your oscar buzz that mr rogers movie next oh, year oh yeah she's sure, directing sure, that sure, sure i wanted to do more of that does these characters that mm-hmm. have a mariel heller podcast yeah uh, and then liz kakowski is uh I, she, I believe she wrote for saturday night live and mariel and heller things. playing a director yeah. in the movie right yeah. yeah and liz is uh your uh akiva's wife and she, they actually get to kiss in the yeah movie. <laughs> they fucking make out they go to town on each other yeah. it's like in a voiceover mm-hmm. andy is talking about the uh, two of them do you want to do a little uh Power ranking, if you sure can, power of, of, ranking, of this sure. movie, I would say uh, I'll give you top three. Uh, making uh, his presence known to the world in this movie before he was on Saturday Night Live, Chris Red, uh, Hunter sure. the Hungry, doing a Tyler the Creator parody, yeah, which uh, I believe also um, You're the Worst has done a Tyler the Creator parody, but this is like so full on. The songs yeah, are really right. funny. Uh, just plays a huge asshole. I was so excited when he got hired on. <laughs> Uh, Saturday Night Live. Is that, can I ask, do you think that is, I mean, I know someone who knows Tyler, the creator, and like all that crew. They do seem to be like genuinely bad people. Like, is, is that <laughs> Those true? Those songs are very tr- problematic. Yeah, they're very problematic. And it doesn't, he seems like somebody who, like his career didn't really take off like people thought it was going to. And I would bet it's because he's an asshole. You yeah. know, like, and people don't want to work with him. I would also want to put, Ooh, I kind of want to give a shout out to Maya Rudolph, who's only in it for sure. things, but she drops a hard R, which I'm not going to even say what that word is. Uh, Deborah? Yeah, Deborah. No, uh, she, the, uh, she, the, right. one of the words I, she says. I remember. Yes. Yeah. And it's She drops hard a hard to, R. Yeah. Yes. And it's hard to make that word funny, and it really was funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I wouldn't put it in her top three. Uh, Tim Meadows, though. Uh, Tim Meadows, so good. Uh, please, why isn't he in more things if we're... 
another callback to Dewey Cox, who's well, amazing. He starred and, in my yeah. friend's TV show. Oh, Son, Son of Zorn. Zorn. He was yeah, so good in Son of Zorn. I, I, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I, I look forward to seeing him most on that show. <laughs> <laughs> I loved He's Tim Meadows. He's so sweet and cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you watch the Cord and Tish uh, no, I don't, parades? No, no. Uh, oh, I do, I do, yeah. I do. Yes, they're yes, so yes. worth it because Tim's on there. <laughs> he's he's so funny. He's on so it. good because he's just being like very jovial. Yeah. you know, he's so good at like turning on a dime too, very straight, and then just like a line can be so funny the way he lands it. Oh, like well, there's the scene towards the end of the movie where he's having a screaming confrontation yeah. with someone, and then walks up to the Style Boys and goes like, "Oh my god, oh guys!" My god. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene in Mean Girls where uh, Tim Meadows uh, breaks the fire alarm and the water sprays he has a cast on his arm he breaks it with a baseball bat oh hell no i did not leave the south side for this but number one is a tie through the cmz scenes uh cmz they have a tmz parody Uh, it is uh will arnett eric andre chelsea peretti mike berbiglia yeah uh absolutely can watch that for uh Days and days. It's so goddamn See, funny. See, I find the CMZ scenes a little grating. Like, oh, I don't really like them very it's much. It's a total... Uh, well, another thing that Popstar does really well is that there's so many types of jokes and comedy That's in true, it. That's true, yeah. Uh, like, you could... Like, yeah. You're not necessarily... That was my favorite, uh, but there's probably yeah, other there's things. There's like a hundred yeah, different kinds of scenes. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, like, I don't like Justin Timberlake's cameos in it, but... No, I, I also did not like yeah, Justin Timberlake's But I can see cameos. someone enjoying those. Actually, to be honest, I was sitting watching it with my wife, Catherine, and I was writing in my phone, Justin Timberlake, too silly, not very good. Yeah. And, and she she went, oh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and I went like, yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, in a movie where uh, I enjoyed Adam Devine and uh, like Ringo Starr, yeah, right. I didn't enjoy Justin Timberlake. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, He's just being too silly. He's being too silly. Mm-hmm. They obviously gave him too much freedom to be silly. Uh, I'll do. I'll let you talk about your power rankings from this movie. Can in I a just? Sec. But can I just ask? Interrupt you for a second. Like, none of the main cast is in the power ranking. No, it's it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a movie where uh, people get. What What are you talking about? This is a, a a very shaggy parody movie where like, oh, cool, people get to say some jokes. Yeah, sure. Uh, and those were the jokes that made me the the laugh the most i mean andy samberg is number one he has the most power in the movie he is the titular titular yeah pop by, star. by your by what do you mean by your by your how you and and took this movie sure sure, sure. I'm, i inhaled I'm, and smoked out and latched onto those cmz scenes of course he if you're going by plausible of course <laughs> the lead character is number one you're like rank the power of the characters oh, in the movie power of laughter man power of laughter power of your own personal get okay. personal with it chris uh yeah i mean andy is great i mean i love the scene where uh i love watching michael bolton on stage oh, at sure. the end of the movie great I mean, this came out right around the same time as that michael bolton's big sexy valentine no Day it special. did not it came out like two years before is that <laughs> like, true no yeah, it's only michael like bolton special was like before. 2018 no way i bet it was 17 Okay, I think it was 18. Anyway, I don't know. But yeah, Akiva directed that as well. Yeah, see, I knew there was some kind of connection yeah. there because he's just perfect in both of And also uh, Jack Sparrow song from the Lonely Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that song, Incredible Thoughts, parody of the Insane Clown Posse song. <laughs> Science, is that what that song is called? Uh, Magnets. Magnets, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, that's great. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't like to think about movies in this way, like as a brutal combat between people. They all work together. Battle it was fantastic. Royal, man. I mean, uh, I, I did also like Tim Meadows a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like Sarah Silverman's character, although she wasn't often like funny, but I just enjoyed watching her in the movie. She uh, had some good lines. I thought Akiva was actually like really good in the movie too. 
because uh, oh, yeah. he's kind of he's not like funny but he's very like touching like you always are seeing him and going oh <laughs> you know uh akiva who played uh kid uh kid brain the writer yeah yeah had a weed farm yeah bring it back to weed mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh they smoke out of poppy award it's great um <laughs> I think that I really, uh, the more I watch it, there's this one line that absolutely kills me. And this is a film nerd thing is why I'm bringing oh it up. Oh my God. Uh, uh, Bill Hader plays the guitar tech. Yeah, sure. Uh, he, uh, his one defining character trait is that he uh, gets back to life with that movie. Uh, <laughs> Flatliners. Flatliners. Yeah. Uh, but he calls Flatliners that movie shot by John DeBond. <laughs> that absolutely kills kills me every time he goes flatliners that you know that movie shot by john debont so goddamn funny that absolutely gets me every single time there's <laughs> oh also a great God. special feature where they retcon his character knowing uh hot rod <laughs> so there is the shared universe aspect of this wonderful people on the island who are making another movie actually are they no way you're gonna be so excited if you didn't know about this no i did not know uh, about teaming this. up with uh Point Grey, Seth Rogen, and Evan Goldberg. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's just some money there. So, actually, hopefully this movie yeah, will be right. successful. But, drum roll, please, dot, dot, dot. They're doing a Fire Festival parody movie. Oh. That's so ripe. That's almost going to be, like, the same as Popstar, though, right? Uh, I mean. Trust them. Trust them. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love these I mean, guys. I love it. We yeah. were just saying how much we love it. Yeah. But I just hate to see them do the same thing over mm-hmm. again, you know? I mean, uh, did you see their HBO specials, the uh, that tennis one and the, the cycling one? I saw the tennis. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, those. Are of great. Those. Yeah, those. I don't know. Great. I trust these guys. I mean, those were both fantastic. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah say, exactly. Yeah. They must just be like the inverse of what we were saying. Maybe if we didn't cut it out about uh, Tyler the Creator, I feel like <laughs> these guys must be the nicest guys in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, because, Andy's a nice guy because every single famous person is in all the projects they do, and they all seem to be having such a good time. You know, and they're making fun of these people too. It's like, yeah, right. It's like, yeah, <laughs> but like, they like love it. They love to do it. Yeah, you know, like uh, I'm on a boat is just a parody of an Akon song, but they got Akon to be in it. That's very, very <laughs> like you want to take it. Yeah, and I mean, there's that one direct parody of the Macklemore song. Oh, uh, it's so fun. equality. Yeah, no, equal rights, not equal gay. rights, not gay. Um, which Macklemore is does not appear in this movie. No, <laughs> uh, he's still recovering from those burns. That oh my god, right? He might have have. Uh, I don't know. You got anything else you want to say about pop star, young man? I mean, I talked about that John DeBont line. <laughs> that was like the main thing you wanted to get to. <laughs> yes. Uh, when I uh, another tiny joke, I'll just end. Sure, on yeah, go tiny, for it. Uh, his uh, debut album. Do you remember what it was called? Oh. Connor Friel's debut album was called Thriller oh, Also. Thriller Also, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> this is uh, what you get high and laugh to, guys. Thriller Also. Popstar is uh, your new cult classic. So good. Le- so good. It's legend status. It's uh, Spinal Tap wasn't You uh, put it on and you, can, you cannot turn yeah. it off if you put it on. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to such a hallmark of its uh, time frame, like you said, with the Jimmy Fallon thing. Yeah, but also yeah. with, uh, like, I don't think... Maybe DJ Khaled's going to be relevant in like t- 20 years. <laughs> or even like there was a minute where they showed Ed Sheeran. And I oh, was yeah. Like, and there's like a really, really good joke about Taylor Swift. And I was mm-hmm. like, nobody even cares about Taylor oh, Swift yeah, yeah. anymore. I mean, you know? Tyler, the creator is like, I don't know. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, but such know, a nice slice like, of life. It's a, It begs its rewatch. Uh, I implore you, if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, and if you have seen it, you sh- you deserve to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, it's a great 420 hangout with your friends yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. Which is why we celebrate 420. We will not be talking the entire time because it's just very engrossing. You'll be laughing and yeah. then 
pausing because yeah, I missed a joke. Yeah. Um. So this is you know normally we pick a winner. I don't think we need to pick a winner. They're both movies in the canon. Although I guess if you want to pick a winner, like oh, which pop star? I mean, I would star. pick pop star as well yeah. for sure, hundred percent. But they're it's, both uh very much entrenched in the the new stoner, the new highbrow stoner oeuvre. Yeah, which yeah, we're exactly. in charge of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is then you got the whole other category of highbrow stoner movies where they're just like crazy to look at man oh man yeah uh i think we've talked about gaspar nose and koi anastasi oh sure sure that's up there um anyway that's it you got anything else you want to say cowboy uh i do uh i talked about (laughs) benoit debay who was the cinematographer sure uh he also did the sisters brothers and i bring that up because i know you like the sisters brothers i do yeah Yeah. i do so yeah very good hard I mean, you can see the there's lots of similarities between these two <laughs> movies you know color scheme wise a lot of sun lot well of you sun. got like a bunch of men out trying to accomplish something men in the sun <laughs> that's his thing that's uh yeah uh that's also the name of my men in the sun <laughs> my clothing brand at target actually it has spf it's a line of uh polo shirts with spf in them oh right on the nipples it's called men in the sun yeah, yeah. that way you'll never get a toasty nip again <laughs> no uh, more crusty nips um so tired of nip burn i'm so tired of having my nipples burned caleb are you <laughs> sick of it i'm so fucking sick of it having my nipples burned it's always just at the tip too i know what's up with that i think it's because the tip casts kind of a shadow over the rest mm, of it that's so true. it's getting the full brunt yeah. you know I don't mind picking that scab, though, afterwards. Oh, it's very satisfying. I love it. Sometimes it's like your whole nipple comes off, but mm-hmm. it comes back. Don't worry about it. I like to, uh, over the course of summer, just save all those scabs and stack them up high. I love a good scab stack. Stab, stack, uh, nipple, stab, stack. them to the sky. Um, so anyway, that's the show for this week. That's Actually, Best Choice Movies. Thanks for coming to Nipple Talk. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. I love you.